0: There is a new wave of Atti which is so perfect for spiritual mixtape where she has found and discovered a new level of how she helps people brand themselves because she herself has done the work and doing the work is everything, it is everything But none of us do it. And we wonder why we struggle with our personal brands. We wonder why we struggle to help people understand who we are as a business, who we are as a person. Even when I was in corporate and we had, you know, social profiles, it was really important for artists in what I did to understand who you were in order to sign with you over your competition and i can just imagine that i really needed attie to tell me to do the <laughs> inner work <laughs> back in those days and your transformation even since september you know when i was at your live event and i really i sat at the back of that room and for those who don't know uh, in the world that attie and i work in there are a lot of live events people put them on and it's really difficult to stand out from the crowd and the thing about attie is she doesn't care she <laughs> tunes into her intuition and she follows and trusts what she hears so most of us would be like let's go do this in Sedona or somewhere like Scottsdale and there's nothing wrong with doing any of those places because they're all vortexes and they're amazing but Atty picks downtown Vegas where I think we you know my first thought is like we're gonna go on a rager we're gonna get one of on <laughs> we're gonna go to the golden nugget till 3 a.m. Not with Attie. It was the most beautiful room and it was expensive production. That was my first thought when I walked in. I was like, this is bougie. I like this. And then she comes in in this beautiful pink dress, but she still has her sneakers on. And then she just owns the room and all of the people in there were completely following you from the start of that weekend to the end of it. You just commanded a room. And we actually were in an inner, we were in a mastermind together even before that. And your transformation, I'm in awe of you because it's really hard to work for yourself. And it's even harder to do it with grace and flair, like to be both engaging and productive. They don't seem <laughs> to align. And you've done it. Like you're really the example of what your clients want. You have a strong personal brand and you I, I was just also thinking about something that you said to me at the beginning of last year, where you're like, you know, the six figures you want to create. And now you've hit, am I allowed to talk about, can I say the numbers? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was, I think that you were just going for six figure launches. And then by the end of the year, you'd hit 300,000, which is to to do that by your, like, it's, it's really just you and Kayla, like to do that by your It's literally just me and Kayla. Why, like, this is why we don't need a bio because these numbers (laughs) and a testimony from someone who's like, this is real. You've like shown up, done the work. And I I truly believe you're going to double that figure this year, 2024 and then beyond. And I think like a lot of what you offer to people is so healing. It's really difficult to hold that space as well. There are so many places that we can go and we probably don't have time, and I'm already going to say you need to come back <laughs> and visit us again and talk all about all the things. But the the thing that really touched my heart when we were doing a breath work just this week was you talking about the inner work and self identity. And I don't know if I should just leave you with those two nuggets and let you riff. Or if I you would want...
1: love that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I my mind is going in so many directions but I think especially for your podcast and for our relationship number 1 is thank you for seeing me. Oh of course. Thank you for seeing me because I think that being able to see people for truly for who they are is a skill in itself. Right? Like listen, being able to listen so many of us and this has been a lesson for me this year. We are listening, waiting to respond as opposed to truly listening and seeing somebody goes in the same lines. You seeing somebody for all they are and everything they bring to the table and and you have that magic in you. Um, But I think one of the things for me that... so. I, I want to go back a little bit through this transformation because I think that when you're saying like quantum leaps and people hear about these, they're they thinking weeks or days, right? But the changes can happen fast, but they don't happen overnight. Mm.
0: Yeah, this is the problem, I think, with like the modern ideas of manifestation. One breath work and you feel that connection to what you want to bring in and you're like where is it why is it not here
1: yeah and 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 I think okay let's actually go deeper on that the biggest question I've been getting because I've been posting and talking so much about you you have done all the mindset work you have you're reading all the books you're actually doing the action and you're still not being able to break through right and breaking through can mean very different things for many different people, a lot of the women in the online space that can be the three to five k months, but for a lot of people it's breaking through maybe three hundred thousand a year, four hundred thousand a year right um so the the breakthrough happens at whatever level you're at. There is no number because different levels bring new devils. But I think the the biggest thing to understand here, which changed everything for me, they see, this is literally where everything changed for me. I was the girl reading all the books, getting up at five in the morning, doing the the, the checklist. Did I meditate it? Did I do my affirmations? I'm going to go work out, like making it in a way that was so systematic. Now, I love systems and methods, but I was never tapping into the inner work, so The three layers, and you're probably very familiar with this, is we have conscious, subconscious, and somatic, right? Like the body. And when you're at the conscious is when you're reading all the books. Now, there is value to that. There is a lot of value to that because books can help you gain awareness, right? Like that's where most people start, which is the mindset work. is changing the point of view, but when I started getting stuck myself, and I was like, I'm doing all the things, I'm taking massive action, I'm going on social media, I'm talking to people, I'm and I was like, okay. And I had, I remember this vividly sitting here in my office, and I would have a, a feeling like a um almost like I was falling. And I remember telling this to my husband. I was like, I don't understand. Like sometimes I'm sitting at my desk. And I'm ready to do the thing, but when I'm going to do the thing, like I'm feeling like I'm falling. And I started researching this online and that's how I actually found what somatic work was. And I was like, what? And that, you know, we store memories in our body. We store literally feelings that maybe happened when we were between zero to seven specifically. Maybe somebody said something to you and you gave that a meaning and that gets stored in your body. So when something triggers that again, even though you don't know it's triggering that because that is actually happening in the body and in the subconscious, you have the same feeling in your body. Mm. And that cannot be changed from reading a book.
0: Yes. (laughs)
1: So you can gain awareness that that is happening and you can have the awareness. So then you start actually looking for answers. So that's why I do not want to dismiss the power of reading a good book or the power of of words and you gaining awareness. But when you find that you are like against that wall. Either in your income, and, and I don't want to make it all about income, but usually a lot of us have all these feelings and beliefs and memories in our bodies around money. Hello, my name is Ati. I have like shitty stories about money all the time, right? And, and I grew up in a third world country uh, where parents thought about money all the time. So when you are actually starting to grow your business, all of a sudden, all this bullshit starts showing up. Because everything you're doing is out of your comfort zone. Oh my God. I don't think I ever articulated this. Like so good. (laughs) Like they are going to laugh at talking about the inner work. Even before I came here, all I did was I sat in my desk and I was like, let the words come in. Let the words come in. Because even before... I started bringing the inner work and we'll talk about that in a minute. I had mindset inside of my program, and a lot of this was around identity because even though you can show up on social media, podcasts, YouTube, whatever it is, right, to build your personal brand and put a a, a facade, like a facade, right, like a facade, people will only see you for what you see yourself oh yeah there's no faking it they feel the energy so the energy that's why some people connect with one person and they don't connect with the other one even if the message is very similar or they're like there is something about this person again it doesn't happen at the conscious level because Yes, you still have to show up as your highest self, but it's almost like a stepping on the energy that it is not about faking it, which I think that's where people get caught up a lot of the times. And well, people will do a breath work and they feel really in tune and they feel into that person, but then that falls. So it's almost about practicing, right? You need to be tapping into this energy constantly. That's how you become your highest self. But I think that like I was doing this work with people. And when I hit my own wall and I was like, okay, I, why am I having all these feelings? Why are all these things happening? And I started digging into this and I I got certified in clinical hypnotherapy, EFT, which is somatic, um, life and success coaching, all the things that really make you ask yourself questions Mm. so you can start bringing these things to awareness. And then you do the work, either through hypnotherapy, tapping in my case, right? Like breath work. Why am I bringing you into my life? I need somebody to do the breath work with me, right? Like I could like, so it's my thoughts, my words, my thing. Now I know not everybody maybe has access to that, but what are the things that you have access to that are not just a book? Yes. Oh, I mean,
0: I think we're lucky in the world that we're in because people are s- slightly more willing to invest. And I forget that because the moment I step out of this world, I'm like, Oh, people are quite messy out-, yeah. out here and they want all the stuff or they're going to yoga. And actually they go kind of religiously, especially in this city, LA, but they're not, they're doing it for fitness. Yeah. And they'll be out there saying, Oh yeah, namaste. Like I do this five times a week but it's like if you're just moving your body and you're not connecting any of the other dots it's just a really great fitness
1: and and I think is again yoga has there is so much branding right around yoga and I think that if you have a really good yoga instructor that person bring that to your class but I've been to a lot of yoga classes in my life And I actually recently just found somebody that I religiously go to because that person brings the connection, the gratitude, the breath, like explains through the class. And like literally this person's class is always the same people. These people are like, you know, like they follow this person and I'm like, we're so aligned, right? Like we're so aligned. Yes, we want the connection mind and body and we want to move our bodies, but like there is so much more to it. So you're on the same frequency. Yeah. You're on
0: the I feel like that's a thing for your people as well. Like they come to you because of the frequency that you're radiating and they want to up level to the place that you're at. That was definitely how your live event felt. And not that anybody was below you, but they were like, this no. is the example that I want to, I want to get to where Attie is. And Attie's telling me that it's completely possible.
1: And I think for me is Going back to kind of personal branding, right, when I first started doing my own research, how people saw me versus how I wanted people to see me, there is a connection with that between it right who was who is my highest self? How do I want to show up? okay, you kind of poll your people, okay, how do you see me? What do you know about me what What do I want to be known for, and all these things there was something that kept coming up. That it was mind blowing for me, which because this is was before I had the personal brand, how you know it today. This was the beginning, beginning, beginning. And people would say fearless, courageous, fearless, courageous. And I remember thinking, the fuck are these people looking at? Because I didn't feel that I was fearless or courageous. However, I was going first in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I can even go into these even deeper. We're not going to go there. Like once I actually started diving into my own human design, you know, that is things that you see about yourself and things that they're not conscious for you. But once I realized that that was something that people saw in me, I started seeing, okay, where am I actually being courageous that this is not the norm? I thought everybody was like
0: that. It's wild because your job before you started working for yourself was constantly surrounded by people like you were always not just the people you worked with like it was a yeah I'm gonna let you tell the story of what you did before but it, you you were like there were so many people coming at you all the like so because for everybody else that just works in an office and has an office job it's very limited who you see especially outside of the company like say you're an assistant or you're in accounts like you're part of the systems you really only see your team you're not client facing whereas your job before you were constantly surrounded by people and it's funny that you weren't aware that this is how people (laughs) saw you
1: So, okay, so I'll tell the story because I think that now, again, now I have so much awareness about this. I have told the story on the book, right, that we co authored together. And like I told the story on stage. But so, for those listening to the podcast, I used to be a world champion flair bartender. (laughs) So, if you don't know what that is, (laughs) I was a bartender that flipped the bottles and spit the fire, but I actually competed worldwide i went to so many places like like actually london is one of my favorite places in the world i've been compete i i went to the finals uh the world finals there three times um like i travel so much and i worked in a bar in las vegas that for years was the go-to bar everybody like local tourists like it was so packed right on the strip and yeah, it's crazy because I was pretty much on stage every night. But for me, I was just at my job, right? And then I would jump on stage and we would literally flip glass bottles. Like it was true glass bottles. Like we so many people ask us, oh, are those plastic? Or like, no, this is like real bottles with real liquor. And we did that for eight hours a day. And then I did that in competition. So even now. Sometimes when I talk to friends back from Argentina and stuff like that, I, I am the only one that left. And I still hold a lot of French close friendships, close friendships from when I was a kid. I'm talking like more than five, six friends that are close to me. We talk on the weekly. I've been gone for over 20 years. And these people always, always tell me, You were so courageous. You always, like you always were destined to be on a stage. You always were destined to talk to people. You always had it. I never saw that in me Mm -hmm. until even when I was competing. And when I started my business, that year of darkness that I always talk about was actually a change in identity. Oh, oh, I love
0: how swiftly and easily you've just brought this into identity.
1: <laughs> because truly, I don't believe that the work that I'm doing now is just, you know, oh, I took a course and I did a certification on EFT and hypno hypnotherapy and all of these. And this was just like on my lap. And now I'm going to use it. Every single one of the people listening, I'm going to tell you right now, when you start looking at your life and you start looking back, there is so many connecting dots. But the inner work is actually what helps you see all those things. So you start gaining confidence and you start really looking at who you are in a completely different way, how everything you ever done, you're never starting over. Mm-hmm. Everything you always did and everything you have done is bringing you to where you're at today and what you need to bring into the world. And that change in identity, yes, it had to happen because you know I was an employee, even though I kind of felt like I was the owner of the place. (laughs) But but, and 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 I actually owned a bartending school. You know the story back when I was 19. But when I came into this business, the real world right now is so different. If you want to run a business, even if you're incorporated, your personal brand, what you're putting in the world, your voice everybody sees it mm. everybody sees it everybody hears it if you want to be known if you want to be picked over somebody else your voice and your opinions is the is your biggest tool your conviction oh. and if you don't see yourself as the person how the, so i always tell people like they're like i don't know who my highest self is and i always tell them this is your 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 tip who are you wishing you were when you say I wish I was more confident. Oh, I wish I worked out every day. I wish I did this. That is your tip. That is actually your highest self-calling.
0: I love that. That's so beautiful. I feel like we could just build the whole podcast episode around that. That is my mind's going in eight different directions now as well. I love this,
1: (laughs) Stacey. I am loving it. Thank you for giving me space to talk my truth. But... I think though that most people stay on the, I wish I was like this. I wish I was like that. I wish I had your courage. I wish I had your whatever. Right. And and I'm not talking like visually. I'm talking truly internally who we can become, which visually we can. Like my hair is not blonde, by the way. Like I can be whoever the fuck I want. Right. Right. So, so, but, but when you say, I wish I was. Can you revert that question and be, how do I become that?
0: Oh, that's big.
1: One is, this is who I am. I'm not willing to change, blah, blah, blah. The other one is, how do I become that? That is the inner work. That is the inner work. Oh, you've just put
0: that so simply. I think a lot of people struggle to understand what the inner work is, and they think that it's all trauma. It's all confronting you know, terrible things that sometimes really should just be left in the past. Do the somatics and don't think about the situation too. Like that's that was one of the biggest things that I learned in the last few years is you don't need to keep reliving the trauma. You, don't need you just to keep need to reliving. get it out of your body. And mm-hmm. I think like what you're saying about the inner work just being, how do I become that? It's so much more empowering than what you don't have. The scarcity. And that's the other thing with manifestation. A lot of people, it's about what they don't have. And what yeah. they don't realize is that they're actually creating a vortex of scarcity and lack rather than empowerment. And a
1: lot of that can start on the mindset, right? So that's the awareness. So this is where I never want to dismiss the power of doing the mindset work because I don't think anybody will get to the inner work if they actually don't have that shift on the way they are seeing things, that conscious shift. So that that conscious subconscious somatic right? For me, for somebody that when I first started meditating, I, for those of you that don't know me, I'm a very fidgety person. Like I can't stand still, like my mind like never stops and like all the things. And people were like, I can't believe you even meditate. Like you're like, right. But also I was in a very unregulated, my nervous system was really unregulated. And the first thing that actually started doing was EFT. It was tapping. Oh, I love tapping. Because tapping literally is moving things out of your body. Like you actually tapping right on your meridians. What it's really doing is helping you move shit out of your body without you even know that you're doing it.
0: Um, I have to just tell you a quick tapping story because it goes back to the 2019 year of darkness. At the end of 2019 was when I left my job. It's when my dad passed away. And... I started getting terrible canker sores, which is an anti-inflammatory reaction in the body. And it basically means that you get these like cysts or sores in your mouth and yeah. they are so painful. It feels like burning and there's nothing you can do about it. Like they don't, doctors don't really know why it happens. It's really a stress response. And the way of bringing it down is to just let it pass or to take a lot of zinc and eventually it will go down. But I found a tapping video for canker sores because it's a thing that happens when people are going through a dark night of a soul. And I did it twice and it just went. And I had a couple of big revelations when I was tapping about what was really upsetting me. And it was a big like, oh, that's not what I thought. I'm deflecting and looking over there. And what is really, it wasn't until I was able to feel my body and see my higher self and get that information that I was like okay I need to step away from from that but I just that's the only time I've ever used tapping but it's one of the biggest like some I don't even know what to call it but I was in a really bad place physically and I almost can't believe that I healed
1: myself like even now yeah so one of the things to that story that I love is most of us myself yourself like probably everybody listening at some point we take feelings and we need to push them away and this is actually a, a, not like a, the um thing my husband and I talk about all the time my husband is really like kind of macho man right <laughs> and i mean all in the inner work <laughs> and we have this like lo- we love talking for hours over coffee right like <laughs> and we and he listens to he loves listening to jordan peterson really all like very psychology oriented, like do this, do that kind of thing. And I'm me and more on the spiritual, but everything that I read and I teach, everything is really scientific, truly. And when it comes to actually naming what is happening and to actually acceptance and processing or feelings, which a lot of people associate that with going to therapy or crying or that it needs to be last forever. And yes, I've done a ton of therapy, by the way, and I love therapy. And yes, you're going to go around like kind of like steering the pad, right, of <laughs> bullshit that happened in your life. However, moving in out of your body, which is what you did, is actually a lot faster than people think. Mm. And I've seen this with myself, with a lot of people around me, because the moment you accept and you give it a name, you have the awareness and now you're taking away the power and you are reclaiming the power yourself over those feelings. Now, because people make feelings wrong. Oh, why are you? I I used to do this with my son all the time when I didn't know all of this. My son is eleven, so I've been in this journey almost for all his life. And I, when he was younger, I'd be like, "No, Baba, don't cry." Now, when he like wants to, I'm like, "It's okay to cry. It's okay. Feel your feelings. Let it pass. What is truly bothering you?" Oof. Imagine
0: if somebody had said that to you over and over again, when you were like 10, what is truly bothering you?
1: We would but I am sure. Example. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure I'm fucking him up somewhere else because that's what we do. <laughs> with But, but you know, like I always feel like I don't ever want him to feel like he needs to hold his feelings. Now, Does he need to do that in front of people? Not necessarily. He can come home and do it on his own time. And this is, this is actually the discussion I always have with, with my husband. He's like the firefighter or the, um, or the guy that is at war, like in war, he can cry. I'm like, no, he cannot cry right there. And then he needs to show up and he needs to, he can process right there, but he needs to process. And that is, I think, where the world is going wrong, right? Like when people say, women are emotional. Well, yeah, that's our superpower. Like we are (laughs) here to be nurturing and mothers and all of that. However, you can go out there, be a badass bitch, do your thing, and then go home and process. You have to. You don't have a choice. Because if not, that's how we create disease, how we stay stuck, all the things.
0: That's actually such a big thing for me that I try and teach people in my practice is you have to have an evening practice, even more than a morning practice. If you have a stressful job or you have a busy family life or you're just out there living.
1: Yeah. I was going to say like,
0: that sounds like every human being I know. Yeah. You have to click like it, because I think sometimes like when I'm working with parents, they're always, they always try and downplay that they're not as important as like someone who's got an exec role somewhere out there, especially in a city like LA and London, there was like, oh, it's not as important. And it's like, it doesn't matter. You're like, it's almost it like your stress is the same. If you're not yeah. clearing it out, like getting your, like, competition with children these days is so like hectic to me like the the birthday parties the colleges that
1: everything oh the like the activities like we actually unsubscribed for that from that a while ago after so after the pandemic we were like oh we actually don't need to do all of this. My kid was in so many activities. We were constantly running. I was running my business. My husband has a full-time job. Like it was just like crazy. And then after the pandemic, when everything started opening back up, and like we were like, we're not gonna do all of this. No, we are, are not exhausting. Well, and I don't mean I want my kid to learn that he can do whatever he wants, but also he can chill. <laughs> <laughs> And and both are equally important, and in both places he's equally worthy. No, like because that was that, that's one of my things when I started doing the inner work. Okay, I'm gonna tell a story. You're gonna love this story. I think I told you this when I first hired um my somatic coach. We had our first call, and. We we talked a lot about receiving and feeling safe around money and my own stories around money and all of this. And I remember she we did an exercise to find safety in my body and to feel safe, right? What safe actually meant to me. And this exercise, like then you kind of bookmark that feeling right? Like you bookmark, you're like, okay, remember what this feels. And we kind of wrap up the the session and she's like, okay, this is your task. I want you for the next few days. And I think it was three days, four days between our next call. She was like, I want you to put an alarm and every hour I want you to um, look for that feeling. I want you to start feeling that feeling And on the weekends, when you're actually not working and maybe you're chilling or you're doing something else, I want you to find that feeling. And I remember my thought, the first thought that I had, I was like, oh my God, I just paid this woman $10,000 to tell me (laughs) every hour to fucking chill. (laughs) But this is what happened though. This feeling was foreign to me. Yeah. So for example, I would be maybe doing something else on the weekends and I would have on the back of my mind, I'm not working. I'm not doing this. I'm not showing up on social media. I, uh, I should be working my business. I should be calling a client. I should be doing a story on Instagram, whatever it was. Right. So even though I wasn't working, I was not feeling safe yep. around the fact that what, everything I've done from Monday to Friday, my business can be thriving. I don't need to be out there doing, 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 doing. It's who I was being. So this is this was such a huge shift. And I remember when I was in Mexico, uh, my husband and I, we went to Tulum in December and I was like sitting on a hammock. I was like, I feel so safe right now. No. My assistant has the fourth. My mom was here with my son, and I was truly able to disconnect from a place of truly inward. I didn't feel like I needed to send an email to my people, letting them know. Now, this is not to say you don't have to do those things, but I think that the online world, I, I almost feel like corporate is the same, but is that you're constantly need to be doing something to show your worth. Yeah. But it's not true. This is in uh, inside ourselves. Yeah,
0: but the system, uh, so it's kind of two things for me. One one is that the system is set up for you to constantly be in motion and making the people at the top money. And uh, I love the places I used to work, but that is 100% what the system is. You never make as much money as your boss, but you're working as hard or harder. And you're Well, incorporate, proving... yes.
1: Because yeah. incorporate, you're also responding to somebody else. Yeah. So you're so... proving yourself to somebody else, or you're proving yourself against coworkers or people, peers. So, yeah. Well, so, my
0: well, one of my big things, and I know you love human design, but when I left, what I realized as a generator is my whole thing is to respond. So, if anybody asked me to do something, And in my very corporate days, this is two jobs back, we would get maybe two in booking season, 2000 emails a day. And our company policy was to respond to everybody within 24 hours. Oh, my God. Imagine that as a generator. When your whole body and your whole need and like your whole work, like literally everything is set up to respond. Yeah. Yeah even to the pointless emails i was just like i just have to res- like they've told me to so i need to and i have to so
1: going to human design one of the things also that i i learned studying my own human design is you can have the response a response that is like a yes super excited or you can be coming from your ego this is me by the way my ego always wants more like well everybody's but like mine particular in human design is there is a pressure on the sacral to constantly like do. So sometimes I need to ask myself, does this need to actually be done right now? Yeah. And and in your case, it did because there was external pressure. But in the online world, in the online world, one of the things is we don't. We could set up our days in any way, shape or form that we want. But 99% of us that are entrepreneurs, we came from a job, right? We came, so at some point we had a job. So we needed the structure and we needed that because that's all we know. It's like the story of the elephant, right? They have the elephant hooked, but then when they take the hook out, the elephant doesn't leave because that's all they know. That We are the same, right? So this is where actually the mindset is good because you start changing the outside beliefs and all of that to actually then jump on your inner work. However, for me, what was more like once I actually, this year, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this in a different way. I get to do whatever I want. I get to respond to my emails at any time I fucking want. Who who says in the online world that I need to do it in this way? Nobody. Nobody. And that's when I actually had the, I, I, it was kind of like this thing. I was like, I need to bring Daisy for Monday mornings. How do I want my life to be? How do I want my life to feel? High self, right? I don't know if you saw, I posted a story this morning where it's like, we are responsible for giving ourselves these experiences. I take this particular class in yoga that is at 6 a.m. because it's during sunrise yeah. and I get to see the sunrise uh, over the Las Vegas strip on the distance. Every time I take that class, it's available to everybody. It's, there is only like 10 people that we go there every morning, but you go to the three o'clock, the four o'clock, the five o'clock, it's full of people. You can't even find a space. Right. But the whole thing about that is we are responsible for creating this. Sometimes Mm. we don't even know that that doesn't cost any money. Going to do a drive and watch the sunrise or the sunset costs no money.
0: But making the choices to get there is where you become fearless, brave. That's all part of identity. Yeah. Well, to wrap this up and to bring this back to spiritual mixtape, I have an idea of what some of the tools are, like your tracks on your spiritual mixtape. Obviously, we've got yoga and breath work, but what else would you have in your? I, I know that it sounds nicer to call it a spiritual toolkit, but let's call it a mixtape. What's on your mixtape? What are your favorite tracks?
1: So there is a few favorite ones. One is really creating that written version of your identity. So we talked earlier about, I wish I was, I wish I was this way. I created, write it down to the detail, to the detail. I am, and, and, in, and in person, I'm going to give you an exercise with this because everybody can do it. it, um, is literally, what would you want yourself, this is not about the vision board, this is about you, who you are, how you respond, how are you responding to your to your mom, right? Like, what, one of the things on my own vision of myself, is like, I used to be so triggered by my mom, and for me, in my vision is, I am loving to my mom, this relationship is healing. I see her for all she is as a person, not just my mom. She brings a history, and I allow that to sink for myself. So sit down, write down this new identity for you, and then record it. Mm. Oh, I love that you've always done this as well. You've always had your morning Recording. So people talk about, you know, vision and all of these, but now when you record this for yourself and you listen to this every minute, like literally I listen to mine when I'm still in bed, because even if you're still kind of awake or in between awake and asleep, that is actually the best time for you to suggest your subconscious. Without now, there is some the subconscious can listen even when you're sleeping. But why I love that first, maybe 30 minutes in the morning while you're still in bed, is because you're actually awake also. So you are putting this in the conscious and the subconscious, and you're making a conscious decision to move towards this person, this vision. And I guarantee you that you start moving. Instead of moving from who you were or from who you wish you are not, you're starting to move from who you desire to be. And then every time you're throughout your day, you ask yourself, am I showing up like her? Am I actually doing this? And it starts becoming you until you get there. And then you create a new identity like this year literally i had to create a whole new identity for myself
0: oh i love that well so that's your first track on your on your spiritual mixtape but what would you say your inner anthem is and this could be a song or it could be a way like an emotion or an energy but what is that thing that is inherent inside of you and part for that?
1: me is dance parties <laughs> so probably a lot of people heard this from Tony Robbins, but the fastest way to change your state, okay, I'm going to do this really quick. We have all these different states and they're all frequencies from like shame and guilt and feeling weird. Like I I mentioned like like the spiral, right? All the way to joy. You're not going to go from shame to joy in two minutes. However, If you put a song that you love and you allow yourself to be a little silly, even if nobody's watching and you're dancing, that is going to change your stage. That is the fastest way. And it's somatic, you guys. It's your body. You're moving literally whatever shitty feeling you have out of your body. And the other one is tapping. I tap all day long. Sometimes I tap in between coaching calls. (laughs) you don't yeah because that is how i cut my own cord right With with what was what what was and where i'm going well this has been so beautiful atti
0: thank you so much for sharing so beautifully with everybody but also i love your instagram because i think it has so much value but where would you like people to find you
1: So Instagram is a great way to come and tell me, hey, I heard you on your podcast with Daisy. I am on my DMs. Personally, like about 15, 20 minutes in the morning and 15, 20 minutes in the afternoon. Uh, So if you message me, most likely is me responding. Uh, And then also my website at tgreenspan.com. That is where you can see, you know, how we can work together, like for speaking, for podcasts, for all of the things that I am doing that I am so in love and privileged to truly bring this into the world.
0: Well, thank you so much, Atti. This is amazing. And I can't wait to have you back again in the future.
1: I love you. I love you so much. I, <laughs> I am so connected to you, Daisy. I love you.
0: Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Spiritual Mixtape, the podcast. Both your time and your support is very greatly appreciated. Please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform so that you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed today's content, I would be really grateful if you left a review at Apple Podcasts or beyond. For future updates on our upcoming episodes and special projects, follow along on Instagram at spiritualmixtape. You can also visit the website www.spiritualmixtape.com to find more resources and connect with me direct. Of course, though, if you have questions, suggestions, or just want to say hello, drop me an email at hello at spiritualmixtape.com. I absolutely love hearing from you thank you for letting the mixtape be part of your journey today and until next time find your inner anthem and let it guide you